0: Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 692.
1: You can't win if you don't play. You've got to keep trying, and regardless of whatever challenges you are confronted with, you're better off for trying.
0: Hey, Harley, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride?
1: I am ready to rock.
0: All right. Pedal to the metal, as they say. Harley Cluxton is the founder of Hammer Price, an online real-time automotive auction site where you can be in many places all at the same time. Following the collector car market has never been easier. You can pick favorites, set alerts, use their pricing tools, get advice, and follow any number of auctions while they happen right on your mobile device, laptop, computer, or tablet. And when your favorite car crosses the auction block and is ready to sell, you'll know it and you won't miss a chance to bid on that dream car. Those fluent in Ferrari history and endurance racing legends will recognize Harley's father, Harley E. Cluxton III, and the company Grand Touring Cars. So, Harley, I've told our listeners just a little tiny bit about you as you take a moment share a little bit more about your new business, this new app, and, of course, your passion for automobiles.
1: Absolutely, Mark. So, Hammer Price was really um, the result of spending a lot of time going to auctions uh, through the years.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Went to my first auction in Monterey when I was six years old.
0: Wow, that is a start.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I uh, managed to, to make that, you know, make, uh, make through that in its entirety. Um, and, uh, yeah, that was a recall auction.
0: Yeah. He was kind of the, one of the first guys to, or well, I think he was the first guy down there in Monterey during car week.
1: He absolutely was the first guy, uh, to host an auction in Monterey. Uh, I grew up in the space in, in, the collector car space, deeply entrenched, um, with dad doing a ton, uh, with Ferrari mm-hmm. and, um, also in racing, Immediately, I got something that was really, really special about cars. It made me happy. It made my father happy. We had so many great memories together. Um, And uh, just, you know, the sensation of speed, the reactions that people have, the the happiness that they have when they see these cars. So anyway, uh, Hammer Price. And... doing a lot of buying and selling myself personally. And then also with grand touring cars through the years, we spent a lot of time at the auctions and the one thing that the auctions were missing that space is missing was a way to get results immediately for, um, um, all the various sales that were going on, especially like Amelia Island and Monterey and Scottsdale. And so, it was really just trying to solve a very simple problem, which was to get the auction results in real time. So that's uh, that's uh sort of it in a nutshell.
0: Sure. Well, it's a really cool idea. I signed up for the app and it's kind of fun because as we're recording this, this is the, um, of course, Arizona week there where all the auctions, Barrett Jackson and all the other auctions are going on. It's kind of cool to be able to see everything going on in one place right in your hand if you can't be there or you're doing other things and If you're uh, wanting to bid on something, of course, you can see it's coming up and so forth. So we're going to learn a lot more about that. We're going to learn a lot more about you as we continue on your automotive journey. But first, I always like to start by asking my guest for a success quote or a mantra. This is a nice way to get those inspirational tires turning here on Cars Yeah. So, Harley, take the wheel.
1: All right. So an inspirational quote. Now, this is one, hopefully, for all the listeners out there, not too heavy. It's uh, a quote that's always meant a lot to me. A huge study a student of history was uh, called "The Man in the Arena" by Theodore Roosevelt, and um, I will leave that to the readers to look up because it's, it's, it's pretty long, but it's uplifting. And essentially, the gist of it is: you can't win if you don't play. You've got to keep trying, and regardless of uh, whatever challenges you are confronted with, you're better off for trying. So that's kind of, aside from a bunch of other, you know, like nutty little quotes that, that you think of all the time, you know, like, wearing like a rocking chair it gives you something to do, but it won't get you anywhere. <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> you know that, that kind of stuff. Um, that's that's something that's always been uh, a guiding, you know, sort of a guiding quote, especially, you know, when you are getting out there and getting outside of your comfort zone and doing things that you've never done before.
0: Absolutely. It's a great quote. I'm familiar with that. And the whole concept is fantastic. It really is fitting for the career you're in before. And of course, your father's career being around race cars. If you Mm -hmm. don't get out there on the track and give it a try, get in the game. You never know if you can compete or win or do anything else. So I like that. That's a it's a great quote. And I'll make sure I put a link also to the entire thing for those listeners on your show notes page. Here at the Carja yeah, website, so people can read and learn more about the whole thing. That, of course, is an excerpt from The Man in the Arena, which was uh, a speech called Citizenship in a Republic by Theodore Roosevelt. I think it was uh, actually given in Paris, France, back like 1910, 1911, something like that. Great way to start the show. Well, let's go back in time a little bit. You grew up around a guy, a dad, who was really entrenched in cars. Could you share a story that instigated? Your passion for cars, is there a pivotal moment in your life when you realize that I'm going to follow my dad's footsteps? I am a car guy.
1: Oh, man. And that that is so, so tough. There have been many, many pivotal moments where you're just you're everything sort of reinforced for you. Um it, it really, you know, for me it all started out with helicopters. That was the first thing I ever, ever, ever wanted to do was flying helicopters. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And and that's because uh yet again another thing that, that dear old dad uh did and, and we had around were were helicopters. And mm-hmm. so that was, you know, kind of the thing. But with cars I the first memory that I had that felt really, really special to me was I was at uh, a neighborhood babysitter's house and dad was coming to pick me up and he came to pick me up and this old red sports car looked really, really cool. But I remember it had these teeny tiny little doors and this little this little windshield. Yeah. And dad said, all right, you got to be careful because it's got exhaust on the side, you know, he sort of picked me in, and I just remember thinking, like, "Oh, these doors are so cool because they're so small, and I was so small
0: <laughs> and
1: It was a pontoon Center testerosa that he had bought from Dick Morganson, who is a local Ferrari dealer or a fiat dealer I'm sorry, mm-hmm. and um that was chassis oh seven five six that uh Chris Cox owns now, oh, and wow. um yeah, it's a really, really cool car that I think was this first memory hearing just the sound that the car made. And and I know all this sounds really cliche and, and, and a lot of other guys can, can say that, but that was probably that first thing, just remembering that there was something really special going on. And it wasn't, there was a Pontium or something. I mean, it could have been a Volkswagen. It, it, you know, it just, it, it was that it was something really special that he, I, you just in come to pick me up and take me from, you know, the door over to the, from, from the neighbor's door, over to the car, and it put me in, and then, you know, hearing the car start, and remembering what the shifter looked like, and the wheel, and every, you know, especially the, <laughs> the big, you know, the horse on the wheel, and that was probably, you know, I mean, I, I was really young, really, really young, yeah. so that moment was really special, and then much later on, in three years, I recognized that The way people reacted to the cars that we had was something that was neat. And it wasn't from a look at me, I'm so cool standpoint, but it was a just seeing how people, how happy it made them to see these cars and how much they smiled and how enthusiastic they were. Wow. And that makes you happy.
0: Yeah, just a little bit. Man, what an indoctrination being carried out to a Testarossa. Go for a ride when you're little, little boy. So uh, Testarossas and helicopters, what a start you had. Very fun. Yeah. <laughs> amazing, yeah. amazing. And I... I know from the history, all the incredible cars that have gone through your dad's collection are just, you know, over the top, insane things. So, oh my goodness, what a what a life as a young man. Well, what I want to do now is take a look at some of the roads you've driven down and crawl under the hood and ask you to share a big challenge or even a big failure that you faced along the way in your career, your business, something that you kind of came up against that was a huge challenge, and then share with us what you learned from that so you can move forward.
1: Absolutely. So um, the biggest challenge hands down that I faced uh, in business is in developing the mobile app. Obviously, I know the auction space well, but had no experience in terms of software development. Mm -hmm. And the first dev team that we put together to um, build our beta was just an absolute train wreck. Mm -hmm. And, you know, ultimately we got a beta that worked. It did what it was supposed to do. It got us the, um, you know, the, the intel we needed and the base product was, was all right. But what was so troubling about that was it, it was the first time that we had ever gone through set up, you know, we we had all the legal contracts in place, everything else. And we had also thought that we had come to an understanding just on a very, you know, social level and human level that, it asked for a product and we were going to get a product Mm -hmm. and it was the first time I was ever really let down Mark by someone not following through. And it was, it it was, it was crushing because Mm -hmm. we wanted to move quickly in the space. I obviously knew how finished the product needed to be in order for it to be accepted within the uh, collector car world. And it was just continually getting pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. And that was something that I had never had to experience before Mm. where, you know, you you ask somebody to do something, they say they're going to do something, you follow through to a key done everything you can to carry them and help. And they just come up short and not just because of, uh, you know, a lack of their own ability, but it's because they just didn't care. Mm. And so what I learned from that was you can't, In terms of reacting, you can't, you know, just explode and you you, you can't get upset with something because they will just shut down. Right. And so you've got to learn to kind of embrace the suck and move on and stay civil. And I had to really dig deep in terms of wanting to continue pushing forward with it because I felt like strategic advantage had possibly gone away. I felt like you know you've got these master plans in mind, you know. Oh yeah, <laughs> And yeah. Of, You know, none of, of, of it is coming through all the time. Oh, and, my um, goodness. You know, so it, and so it's just it's it's understanding how to manage. I learned a lot about managing people, mm-hmm. and when I say managing people, uh, Martha's more about you know managing myself and um, sure yeah. my own expectations and you know in persevering and, and just understanding like okay, well. This is just totally falling apart. So how do we regroup and how do we move forward? And so we went out and found another dev team and they've been absolutely fantastic. And I was was a little bit gun shy about.
0: Well, I can see why. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, yeah, you know, I mean, and I'm the sort of person I wear my heart on my sleeve and I want to know everyone that I work with and I want them to have a piece of me and understand that we're friends. I mean, there's no point in going through keeping people at arm's length, in my opinion. Right. Um, right. So, um, anyway, you know, I was a little shell shocked. These guys just turned out to be absolutely fantastic. You know, the head of our dev team has has quickly become one of, uh, my closest friend. He's a fantastic guy. Nice. And, um, you know, we've, we've got to kill our product and we're super happy with it.
0: Wonderful learning lesson. I'm sure, although quite painful as it sounds. Yeah. And, and thanks for taking us there. Oh my goodness. What talk about? Yeah. Hitting the wall, hitting the wall, hitting the wall. And then, uh, realizing you might need a new pit team, uh, to carry yeah. you through. So, uh, wow. What a story. Well, I appreciate you sharing that. Well, let's shift gears and go to the, the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share what I call a career aha moment. It's one of those times when you realize, ah, here's the new path I need to go down to make things successful. And tell us what that aha moment was all about and uh, what you did to make it a success.
1: Absolutely. So aha moment was just after Barrett Jackson in 2000, Barrett Jackson, uh, Scottsdale, this Mm -hmm. time, 2015. It was sort of I, you know, I mean, I chuckled, but it was, it was kind of one of those, you know, Carol Shelby, I woke up in the middle of the night and I had this pad on the side of my bed and I wrote down Cobra and then that's how (laughs) I came up, you know, (laughs) it was like, it was one of those. um, but you know, I, I just woke up one morning right after all the auctions, having to try to get across town and and figure out how to be at all the different auctions. I actually, you know, I, I would have... Uh, uh, if, if you know Peter Clute, Ryan Clute, one of his sons, and, and Gary too, would sit there and we would take, you know, the little auction catalogs and we would like write down all of the prices and we would take pictures for each other oh, and yeah. send them across. Yeah. yeah you know, I because mean, that was like the only way we could figure it out or else the auction results wouldn't come out until like the following Monday or Tuesday. Anyway, so I'm thinking to myself, self, you know, w- like, I, I I was able to start connecting the dots and I, I always try to shoot holes through everything before I move forward. And then I try not to think about it too much mm. or else I'll work myself into a knot. Right. So, yeah. um, it, it, the aha moment was, dude, I think I think we can totally build this this app that can report auction results in real time. Like I, I can connect the dots and figure out how to do this. All I need to do is find a dev team. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> That's <laughs> all. <laughs> That's yeah, yeah, that should be simple. Yeah. You know, you know, famous last words. <laughs> yes. Um, so anyway, um sat down with uh, two of my very, very good friends the following morning and we chatted about it. And in that was that, but I guess the second piece to that that was really, really cool is we were still in beta because we had the beta running for a year. Mm-hmm. And this was Scottsdale of last year. Mm. And someone mentioned the app to me. And it was one of our, our good friends and clients and as, uh, of Grand Touring Cars. And as we dug a little bit further and I started to look at our user base, like guys who are really, really important, not only people who I grew up respecting of my father's generation, but younger guys and and huge personalities and huge collectors were using the app and I was just you know I was tickled to death, not to mention you know all of our friends that I had known since I was little and grown up with in the in the different auction houses sure. you know, and so it's like so for me, growing up in the space to see that I had built something that uh, that we had built something that had moved the needle and changed things. And then shortly thereafter, a couple of the auction companies started to uh, report their auction results in real time, which was hugely flattering. It was awesome. I mean, I, you know, that was the old <laughs> sort right? of impetus for oh, it. Yeah. And so it, it was neat to see that uh, we had done something that had moved the needle a little bit in, in one small way in the collector car space, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, a, a world that I love. Um, we had changed it.
0: Absolutely. Very cool. Congratulations for that. It's funny Thank how you. these uh things will pop up uh in a need and then ah, Spurs an idea. So that's what's so cool about the whole yeah. thing. How about Prader's Career Moments? I would assume you've had many, but is there one that stands out you'd share with us?
1: Yes. Prawder's Career Moment for sure was we owned a um Fort <laughs> it's kind of random, but we owned a 427 Cobra, a comp car, a full comp car, chassis 3017 that the Miller family owns. Wow. And so it's, uh, um, I, I think it's in Utah. So anyway, so we had this car for a long time. I, it was like the family truckster. I drove it a ton. Dad had bought it at the Christie's, I think it was a Christie's Scripps Institute sale. Mm-hmm. And it was listed in the catalog as a 427 SC. And mm-hmm. so anyway, dad's sitting there. He figures out, you know, as he's looking at the chassis number and everything, like, mm, this isn't an SC, it's a, it's a full comp car, which is huge. Yeah. So we had this car for a long time, flog it, drive it all over the place, take it to school. You know, I mean, it was like, we, anyway, it was great. So I'm looking through the history at one point of all the different comp cars. And this is like the only car that doesn't have competition history after, you know, in in the Shelby registry. Hmm. It's it's like, you know, it just had a little bit of information. And then it was like, and then it sold to this guy a million years later. And then, you know, it was bought by this guy. Sure. So, um I start to dig and dig and dig and dig. And, you know, you take the, the Shelby registry as it's the Bible and what's in there is that's no one knows anything else than that, sure. you know, anything more than that, like, it's just, it doesn't exist. And it, that's the way I thought about it at the time. So the proudest moment was that I uncovered that the car had this tremendous history racing, uh, in Canada supported by the Comstock team it was raced by George Eaton and won like all these really, really cool local races and everything else. And nice. um, so what was special to me, again, loving history, what was special to me is that I was the guy who uncovered the history on that car that for, you know, since the inception of the registry had just been sort of left, Right. you know, it it was, it was sort of dormant.
0: Mystery solved. (laughs) Yeah. You know, obviously the registry does just a Herculean
1: job on everything. And it's so difficult to track all this stuff down. But anyway, that, that was, that was something for me where, again, I felt like I was making a difference. I was bringing people knowledge that hadn't, previously been known right and um that's what was really really special to me and pivotal um Absolutely. and so that you know that was kind of one of those moments where i was like i love this this is so cool
0: yeah definitely well let's have a little bit of fun uh, this will be a very interesting answer giving what you were around as a young man what was your first really special car and maybe you could share a memory with that vehicle
1: my first special car was my first car and that was a 1966 Shelby GT350
0: oh my gosh <laughs>
1: and yeah yeah it was it was super cool so in uh, mark Leonard of grand prix classics uh sold it to us oh, and it was, okay. so it was blue it, it was blue had a white stripe uh rear seat delete had a roll bar accessory wheel and it, it turned out subsequently it had some later period race history and so I just absolutely adored the car. It was absolutely the car that I wanted. You know, of course, at that point, you know, it was $36,000, which, you know, a lot of money at the time in 1996. Sure. You know, but at the time, like an E36 M3 was, you know, like 40-something grand, you know? So, I mean, it was comparatively cheap. It was uh, just a killer car. That, just after in, in, in... Dad bought it for me because I had, I was at prep school at the time and I'd made grades. And so I actually got the car when I was like, bought it for me when I was just like late 14, really 15 or something like that. Oh my Um, gosh. (laughs) Very cool. Yeah. But what was really cool about it is that we did this Auto Week Concours thing. uh, It was a tour that they only did one year, I think, in Monterey. And dad had transported the car out there because we were doing some vintage racing. And so we did this tour and um, Carol Shelby and Pete Brock were both on the, uh, on the tour. As it turned out we all sat down and had dinner together at the same table, which was, which was really cool. Uh, and yeah. <laughs> was, I, so I grabbed a Phillips head and that's when Carol signed, you know, the glove box for me. Yeah, sure. And it was just, it was neat to be there with Pete and with Carol, you know, both of whom we had known, but, Obviously, I loved Shelby's, but to have them both sitting there and just the conversation was so, so cool. And it was a lot of fun.
0: I can't even imagine. Wow. How cool is that? <laughs> be? Holy cow. What a story. Well, well, how about a car you've let go? Is there one car in particular that you've owned that you sold that you really wish you had back in your garage?
1: And yes, it's that
0: car. That car. Same car. Yeah, yeah I can car, imagine. Yeah. yeah, I'll bet. Do you know where it lives today?
1: I do not. Um, obviously, in... I know the chassis number, but I don't know where it is specifically. But off I think you know mystery. between yeah. the friends at the at the uh, the registry will be able to track it down. Between that car, just because it was my first car, and then uh, you know opposite end of the spectrum, I had this really goofy but super fun uh turbocharged e36 m3 and it was it was so well balanced and so fast mm. and so much fun oh, and, yeah. and i do miss that car too
0: i've had a couple of those yeah they're awesome cars never one that was turbocharged though that must have made it really special so
1: mark it is so unbelievably cool how well balanced they are yeah, like, just, oh, yeah. And, and you can get so much but the chassis just it loves it you know and um
0: First time I ever did any club track events was in an E36 M3, and that was a precursor to my vintage racing days. I wanted to see if I was comfortable out on the track going fast, so mm-hmm. I did a club day and then did some driving lessons at Pacific Raceway with Don Kitch, who's been a guest on the show here. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, uh, awesome, awesome cars. I've got an E46 M3 now, which is a wonderful car as well. So BMW does a, a great job. Well, let's talk a little bit about today and what has you really excited and fired up and explain a little bit more about this new app, Hammer Price to our our listeners?
1: Hammer Price has been so, so cool. I'm obviously ecstatic over it. <laughs> Not because I developed it or our company developed it. And, and when I say I, a uh, good friend, Hardy Dragon, who I grew up with, known since he was 11, 12, mm-hmm. since we we're 11, 12, good family friends. So that has been just an absolute trip to do with someone that you know, and you've been friends with it for so many years and also a good friend of ours, yeah. uh, Marshall and been in on the effort too. So that's been super sweet. But cool. what's been so cool about it is how much utility I personally get out of it because I use it constantly when you're in the buying and selling side of things. And also just as a dreamer or as an enthusiast, oh man, I really want to go and buy one of these, you know, what are they doing? And yeah. so with, you know, with hammer price, Even between the auctions and being able to, whether you're consigning or whether you're buying to be able to set the alerts and do all that, that's all fine and good and really, really cool because you're not missing dinner reservations. You're not having to break your neck to get across town to figure out what something's doing. If something comes up and you can't be at the sale, it's across the country or the world. You can get the, the prices in real time, not have to stay up, not have to wait until the following Monday or Tuesday. Right. And, you know, of course, nothing against the auction companies not publishing that stuff as quickly as they do. They've got a ton going on. So, you know, obviously we all get that. But there's this piece in the app called the portfolio, and mm-hmm. that allows you to add any car that you're interested in keeping track of, any car you want to follow. So mm-hmm. I've put together a list of every car that I've ever loved, every car that client is interested in, every car that I want. And it allows you to see every result, auction result for that car, whether it's a high bid or a sale, since we've been reporting. Wow, and, very you know, cool. So you can kind of see that in like a graph form in that suite and that's sweet and the chassis number and all that kind of stuff that's available. But what's super, super duper sweet about that is that you get an email at the end of any given auction day telling you what that particular car sold for. Mm. So or a, a, any car in your list. So you don't get 100,000 emails, you just get one. And what I've loved about that is that, I no longer have to kind of, you know, get sweaty palms and panic over what certain stuff sells for and get into the app and have to dig. I just set up my list and then I forget about it. Yeah. And I get all of those reports um, that I used to have to spend so much time on, Mark. It was like
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. It's all the work's done for you.
1: To a degree. I mean it's it's a supplement obviously to the auction company's websites and obviously they're gonna, you know, if you want the full history and you really want to straight dope on a particular car, the best thing to do is to absolutely call up your favorite specialist at that auction house, get on the horn with him and, you know, and get the skinny. But, um, it's a great way to keep up on prices and it's, um, more than anything else, man, it's just saving so much time which I love.
0: Oh, yeah, and I think all your users are going to love it as well. And it's available to download from any mobile device or computer. Like I mentioned in the beginning, I've joined, and so uh, it's easy to use. It's fun. Uh, I'll make sure that, again, we have links on your show notes page, and I would encourage our listeners to check this out. If you like following auctions and, and just seeing what cars you're selling for, uh, it's a wonderful, wonderful tool, brilliant, brilliant. Here's a very introspective question for you, Harley. If you were a car, what kind of car would Harley be, and why? A tricycle. A tricycle. Oh, my gosh. No, okay, uh, this uh, is a unique answer.
1: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is, this one, this is a very introspective question.
0: Yes, yeah. I. You know,
1: hmm, so one of my favorite cars, and, and hopefully it doesn't make me seem too cocky, but I would picture myself, if I had to, as an F-40 because an F-40 is not rocket science in terms of the way that it's constructed. Sure. It's brutally quick, can be a little bit slow on the upswing sometimes, (laughs) (laughs) you know, with the the turbo lag. Yeah. But it, the sum of all parts creates a package that's lasting and it's special And it's very, very capable. Mm, And the car has, it has a level of transparency to it that Mm -hmm. I adore. Yeah. And it makes everyone happy.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think Um, so.
1: You know, value aside, I'd I'd have to say that. And that's probably also, you know, just given background and and love for Ferrari. And, um, you know, just the brand was always deeply ingrained
0: um, growing up. Absolutely. F40. I think you're the first F40 here, so that's kind of cool and unique. I like that. Well, Harley, up next is the last lap, but before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah! podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah! website at carsyeah.com. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people, but what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. Driving never meant more as the all-new driving adventure awaits you with a not-for-profit Drive Toward a Cure. Combines two spirited drives for a weekend of cars and camaraderie in Paso Robles, California. All to support finding a cure for Parkinson's disease. In a showcase of ribbon roads in California of chrome and elegance coming up this April 28th. Enjoy some of the nicest cars, people, drives, wine tasting, and luxury receptions while Driving Towards a Cure for Parkinson's. To register or donate, click on DriveTowardACure.com or check out Cars yeah! guest Deb Pollock's show notes page where there's links to Drive Toward a Cure. Donate today or better yet, go for the drive. Okay Harley, we are entering the last lap and I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle Answers, something I'm sure you're uh, used to doing, blipping throttles. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received?
1: Wear your seatbelt.
0: Absolutely. Put your seatbelt on for heaven's sake, even if it's just a lap belt in an old car. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has helped contribute to your success over the years? And do what you say you're going to do. Follow through. Ah, absolutely. Now how about a resource? There is some awesome resource and Obviously, one of the best ones since we're talking about it today is Hammer Price. But if there's another resource you could offer our listeners that you really enjoy, what would it be? Hmm. Hammer Price. <laughs> That's no fair. I already said that. <laughs> but you know what? It is a great, great resource. Absolutely. And. You know, uh, self-plugging is certainly allowed here at Cars, yeah, so...
1: No, this this isn't self-plugging. This is objectively speaking. Oh, okay,
0: okay. (laughs) Yes. Well, it is cool. It is cool. So we'll leave it at that. Now, here's a good question for you. If you could have a drink with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would it be? Howard Hughes. Oh, my goodness. Okay. That would be interesting, wouldn't it? Now, he was was mostly in aviation versus uh, automotive, but... That's an interesting
1: He was he was he was completely in aviation. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Um, (laughs) So outside of Howard Hughes, it's
1: a toss-up between Ferrari and Ferdinand Porsche.
0: Oh yeah, those are two. That those are two be two very different conversations, wouldn't they? Oh my goodness! But very cool. Yeah, I like that. Now, how about a book? Is there a book you've read lately that you think the car listeners should crack open and read?
1: Totally. And uh, I'm so happy to answer this question. The Little Red Sports Car by Dwight Nolden.
0: Ah, Dwight, he's a good good friend. He's been on the show here three times, actually. I love the Little Red Racing Car book. I got
1: that book as a gift for my son's birthday, and I was literally in tears by page four. I'm so happy that somebody's come up with a book. We never had anything like that. I know. Along. I know. Yeah. Being born in 80. The illustrations, the story, it makes me so happy. I still pick it up and read it mostly because that's still my reading level. But,
0: um, <laughs> yeah. Dwight's awesome. And he's got a new book that's about to come out. The little silver speedster. I,
1: I already have it on pre-order
0: for yeah, my daughter. I do too. Yeah. I do too. So uh, yeah, very cool. Well, Listeners, you can find all these great resources that Harley has been so kind to share on his very own show notes page at carsiacom slash Harley Clexton. And, um, there's another great place on the Cars Yeah website where Dwight's book and, uh, all the books recommended by the past 691 guests here on Cars Yeah have offered as they're suggested for reading. It's, it's under the uh, references button, guest recommended books. And ah, uh, it's easy. Just click on any of those. You can buy them. There's some wonderful books there. But, uh, yeah, if you don't know about Dwight's books, Check them out. If you've got kids in your lives or you just want to act like a kid, <laughs> get a copy of of any of his books. Uh, they're awesome. All right, Harley, we're up to the checkered flag, and this last question can be a bit of a doozy. If you could have only one very cool collector car in your garage, I know this is going to be a tough one for you. Maybe not, but you've had so many cool cars in your life. But money is no object, so let's not talk about that. Just the car, the passion for the car. What would that vehicle be and why?
1: Uh GT40... Death in
0: 1075. Ah, yes. The uh, two-time Le Mans champion in Gulf livery. What a car. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, Why that car? What is it about that car that just tugs on your heart?
1: A lot of uh, special memories when we owned it. And uh, uh, it yeah. was the uh, first double Le Mans winner mm. that you could, um, you know, drive to the track and drive home. And then also see, you know, John Wire. Uh, near and dear to the family and john horseman and, and you know all the guys that uh yeah uh jwea and and so yeah that's that's the car
0: oh my goodness now that car was out on the lawn at pebble beach last summer right i think that they yes. had all yep. the gt40 sitting out there oh man i was so lucky that saturday night before the Concord i was at the uh, afas show the art show and Somebody said, they've got a bunch of GT40s on the lawn. Get out there. And I ran out there, and they were all lining on up. And uh, one of the Ford family members was out there, and all these beautiful cars. It was just heavenly because there weren't many people, and unlike yeah. the morning of the concourse. You could walk around, talk to the owners, and they were pushing around, and I took some great pictures. So, ah, uh, you've picked a very, very special car. That's going to cost me a fortune. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. Well, that, well,
1: and, but, and that's the genius of the question. That's what makes it so much fun. It, yes, absolutely. You know, yeah, dream, well,
0: so. Yeah, the dream for sure. Well, Harley, you've taken me on an awesome ride today. I knew you would, and I've really enjoyed learning more about you and your background, your story, and this new awesome app, Hammer Price. I want to thank you for sharing your automotive journey with the Cars you listeners. Could you offer us one parting piece of guidance and wisdom before you rip off down the racetrack in that GT40? Oh.
1: Not to be cliche, but truly get out there and do something that you've wanted to do for a long time. Don't talk about it. Just get out there and do it, and you will absolutely surprise yourself. Even if you fail miserably, you will love yourself to death for for trying. So get out there and do it.
0: The one thing you hear from everybody who is on their deathbed in their last breaths is, I wish I had. So, yes. uh, yeah, get out there and do it. And what's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and this new app, Hammer Price?
1: easiest way is to go to uh, both the Grand Touring Cars website, which is gtc-mirage.com, and also Hammer Price, which is www.hammerpricelive.com.
0: There you go. Well, listeners, again, you will find links to these sites on Harley's own show notes page at Cars Yeah website at Cars Yeah dot com slash harley Clexton. i'll have links there you can click on them if you love following the car market the auction market you got to check this app out download it use it have some fun with it like i am it's really really awesome harley thank you for being so generous today with your time and your expertise and for sharing your amazing automotive experiences with the cars you listeners and with me until we talk again i'll see you down the road thanks so much mark you're welcome